0: Welcome back to Process. Something that I've seen happening over the last few years in the productivity world is this fascination with hyper-successful people and how they get stuff done. I'm specifically talking about Elon Musk. I know there have been other folks like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, who people are interested in, but specifically Elon Musk is the one that has been getting thrown in my face over and over and over again. Now, there's no doubt about it. Elon Musk is one of the most successful business people in the world. But the question that's been bugging me in my mind is that, is emulating Elon Musk's business and productivity habits a healthy way to go? We'll talk about that in this episode. But first, we've been having some amazing discussions over in our community forum. A few different episode ideas have come out of the discussions here. So if you have questions, if you're wondering about productivity topics or remote work or note-taking, take them over to our community forum at community.effectiveremotework.com. And I'm happy to discuss them with you there, as well as many, many other people who are interested in the same topics as well. We all have information and wisdom that we can share with each other about productivity and remote work. So I would love to see you over at the community. Now, again, there's no doubt about it that Elon Musk is incredibly effective and successful in his business life. Musk is a what they call a centibillionaire, meaning he has over a hundred billion dollars. And in fact, I believe his last net worth was stated at two hundred billion dollars. But is emulating his work practices a healthy thing to do? We've heard things, if you do some research on the internet, that he time blocks his day down to every five minutes. He manages multiple companies, has founded three or four, potentially even more other ones beside of that. He also has six children and a partner. And to be honest with you, I don't know how he has time for all of it. Now, after having dug into some of Elon Musk's productivity habits for a while, there are a few things that it's very clear that he is good at. First and foremost, he's an excellent delegator. To run multiple companies and found multiple other ones, you have to be a good delegator. You set vision, you delegate to people to actually walk it out. But the other thing that Elon is really good at in regards to this is that he has laser focus on what he's good at. He's an industrial designer, he's an engineer, and so he loves to spend his time working on those things. And likely he delegates all of the tasks that he is not good at, to someone else. He's also got to be excellent at managing his time in the workplace. Again, when you manage multiple companies and you time block your day down to five minutes, you have to be excellent at managing your time well. You're constantly going from thing to thing to thing. This also gets into a little bit of the maker versus manager mindset, which I know Elon Musk has some opinions on as well. In research I've done for previous episodes of this podcast, I found that Elon thinks about his day both in maker modes and manager modes. You have to create deep workspace to do making type work. So for example, I would imagine if he is working on an industrial design for a rocket at SpaceX, he is probably devoting quite a bit of focused time to that design. Manager modes of work though tend to be very reactionary. They can be very deep focused as well as far as dealing with executive focus and vision for a company. But when you're managing people, it's usually, hey, this thing is happening. What do we do with this? Hey, there are these meetings. You need to talk with your shareholders, so on and so forth. In order to balance the types of work that he's doing at the level that he's doing, you have to be good at managing time well. Additionally, you have to be excellent at prioritizing what's most important. It's very clear when looking at the product lineup for Tesla, which Elon Musk, you know, released the Roadster, then the Model S, and then the Model 3, that he had a specific vision and priority for what that company should be focusing on in order. Now, granted, they make a lot of cars, but they don't make a lot of different kinds of cars. They have a very focused way that they build and iterate upon what they're making. So It's very clear that there are some amazing things that Elon Musk does very well for productivity, and it's clear that it's affecting his companies positively as well. However, there are some distinct challenges to the way that Elon Musk does work as well. Now again, I'm going off of solely what we're seeing in public. I don't know the man. I definitely don't know his exact work life, his family life, I can't make any judgments on that. All I can do is take a look at what he's talked about publicly and what others have stated have happened and make assessments based off that. One of the biggest cons with the way he works is 80 plus hour work weeks. He's been quoted as saying that he works about 40 hours a week for Tesla and about 40 hours a week for SpaceX. Now, when you only have 168 hours in a week, spending 80 of that on work is quite a significant investment. If you consider splitting your days into threes of sorts, eight hours for work, eight hours for the rest of your day, and eight hours for sleep, because you need the sleep to be functioning and fully present in your life. To work 80 hours in a week is to say, I'm technically working for the entirety of my waking day. There's not space for leisure, there's not space for rest, there's not space for anything. And this leads into the second con that I see about emulating a lifestyle like this, and that is absolute burnout. People can only sustain working at high capacities like this for short periods of time. Ariana Huffington, the uh, founder of the Huffington Post, found herself in a situation years ago where she was burnt out. She passed out on the floor because she hadn't been sleeping and had an episode, basically. I don't know the exact details of the story because I haven't read her book, but it's something to consider. When you're not sleeping enough, when you're working way too much, and you're burning the candle at both ends, there's only so much that your body can handle. There's only so much that your mind can handle. And there is a point of diminishing returns on your work. Working more hours does not necessarily mean higher quality or greater quantity of work. Parkinson's law says that work expands to the time allotted to it. And while billionaires like Elon Musk and Bill Gates are great at blocking their time and focusing their time in multiple different areas for very set periods of time, there still is a max limit to the amount of work your body can handle and your mind can handle in a day or in a week or in a year. Probably the most important thing that I have noticed with people wanting to emulate these hyper successful individuals and their modes of living for success is that we're comparing apples to oranges. I mean, we're all people and we all have the same physical limitations in some regards. Some of us can work more hours than others without it affecting us. Others can need to work fewer. But we're talking about Elon Musk, the CEO of multiple companies, founder of multiple other ones, sent a billionaire. And likely compared to us, you know, we're probably making enough, you know, reasonable amount of money, but we're not making billions of dollars. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a billionaire, thanks for listening. I appreciate you spending your time listening to this podcast. But I can almost about guarantee that most everybody listening to this podcast or that's super interested in productivity is most likely not at this level of work. Also, just working like somebody else doesn't make you successful like them. Having good productivity habits does not lead to success in and of itself. Having good productivity habits is a result of solving problems over years to help yourself, say, focus and on tasks to the things that matter most to you so that you can get the most effective work done that you can. This also involves knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at. So to be a good delegator, you have to know what you do really well and nobody else can do better than you. And then anything that anyone else can do better than you, you hand that off to them. You have to be self-aware in those places. You have to have experience. You have to have wisdom that you've built up. But just copying someone's work style or how they block time, while it can teach you some things about productivity, it does not make you successful inherently. So to answer our question this week, is emulating hyper-successful people like Elon Musk a healthy thing to do? I'm going to say generally no, but there are some things that we can learn from them. No, because... I don't think that sacrificing all of the time of your week on the altar of the success of your business is a helpful or effective way to live your life. Now, granted, you make choices and you live with the consequences of choices, but if you have a family, if you have other things that you enjoy in life other than work, spending 80 or more hours a week working on those things is not an effective use of your time. Zig Ziglar talks about having balance in life. And he came up with this concept called the wheel of life. We've often talked about the wheel of life on this podcast in reference to goals. How are you progressing in each one of these different areas in the wheel of life? But the wheel of life is a great place to check in to see how you're doing in every area of your life. Because as Zig Ziglar has talked about in the past, when one of the areas on the wheel of life is flat, your life is flat. So if you're hyper successful in business and maybe you're physically fit, but your relationships are waning, maybe you're feeling lonely, maybe you don't really have great connections with people, maybe you're not having any fun, then your life is flat. You've got some work to do to round it out and have a holistically healthy life. I would have to say, though, that we can learn some of the great skills that these hyper-successful individuals have and apply them to our lives. If we're in a position to delegate, that is an excellent skill to have, especially as you move up the management chain. Being able to focus on what you are good at and hand off the rest to others to empower them to be good at it is an excellent thing to do. Managing your time well, again, is an important thing to do, but it's also focusing on the right things with that time, which is prioritization. If we can spend time applying general productivity principles to our lives to live effective and balanced lives for ourselves, we don't have to worry about the success of these hyper- Successful people. We don't have to compare ourselves to Elon Musk, Bill Gates, or Jeff Bezos to feel like we're doing the right thing. If we're taking an assessment of ourselves and saying, you know what? I've got some work to do in my life, but generally my holistic life picture is in balance and I'm growing in all of these areas. Even if I'm not progressing down the succession of business life that I want to, making millions and millions of dollars, which I think is an unimportant pursuit anyway, I would say that you're in a much better position than you could be. Taking care of your life holistically is much more important than business success. You can have success in business while having a holistically healthy life. That wraps things up for this episode. My name is Justin with Effective Remote Work. Again, be sure to join us over on the community at community.effectiveremotework.com to share your thoughts about productivity, remote work, and note-taking. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you in the next one.